back to the Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Ranjot. And we are finally back. We are back, boys. All right, so it's been like, like what is it, like three three months? Yeah, maybe? it's been close yeah. to three months still. It's been it's been a minute yeah. since we've been on here. Mm-hmm. And a lot has happened in that time. A lot. Um, I guess we're going to start off with like whatever's left of the season because <laughs> there's, there's not much left. Yo, everything got canceled or postponed. And I'm pretty sure that's even going to get canceled, uh, especially in Canada. Uh, they're very strict, especially with uh, the public health uh, officials. They're very strict with uh, what you can do nowadays. Yeah, it's mainly the gathering sizes. Yep. So I think right now, I think we're still at like 10 people maybe. It might be even five. I'm not sure. No, it's 10 people. I think it's because stage two. Yeah, so t- yeah. 10 people max yeah. in a gathering. So it kind of restricts basically all events happening. Mm-hmm. So we've seen like over time, we've seen like fitted. I think that was postponed. Yeah. Um, Import Expo season opener was postponed, and then all all like the smaller shows basically been canceled. Especially ours, I think all both of ours we had. Uh, yeah, we had two shows planned. Yeah, the season opener and a Go Hard Go Home uh, car show uh, featuring Six Dance. Yeah, that got uh, pretty much canceled. Uh, so I guess all I'm gonna say is see you guys in 2021. Uh, no hope of doing any car shows even this year for us at least. Yeah, and we've also seen like um, like bigger car shows. Like I think the biggest one here is like Import Fest. Yeah. So that was canceled. I think that was canceled like early on. Like yeah, they canceled it. Uh, be- well, it makes sense. It's in Toronto. Right? Yeah, and that that probably requires like a lot of planning too. Oh, very yeah, a lot. And the main reason why is because the COVID cases are obviously pretty high in Toronto, and they definitely do not want any spread as much as it is, it is already. Yeah. So I think they already like. I think right now they're kind of promoting like 2021 yeah. so anyone who registered could kind of transfer that registration to 2021 which is good yeah. um i'm not really sure about all these other shows that are postponed if they're ever going to happen yeah uh it seems kind of sketchy too because i think they just kept kind of kept the money there's no really um like yeah. update in terms of when yeah it's gonna especially happen. if you're if you're a builder yeah they, yeah it, i mean they're hoping that it's, something will happen and obviously it's looking more positive in canada i know the united states holy crap you guys are screwed but up here it's you know it's looking good so far so hopefully we'll have some car shows in august or september but worst case scenario we might have none this year yeah but like on a positive note i think a lot more meets are happening so you see a lot like people are hosting private meets yeah so that's kind of what i want to emphasize like private meets are like small gatherings you know you kind of restrict the amount of people it's kind of close to the public so you kind of have to like know people to get into them and obviously there's no host so they can't really find anyone yeah exactly so that's mm-hmm. another thing too so those are nice i see a lot of those happening like i know a lot of people who are doing them as well yeah um and then there's cruises too yeah i've, I've seen a lot of cruises happening especially to Visega beach yeah i've also seen people doing like um cruises mm-hmm. down to like niagara falls and stuff too mm-hmm. which is nice because a lot of like well basically all the tourist attractions are closed yeah basically i think like this weekend like the day we're recording this i think more stuff are opening yeah but in terms of like all of Ontario, most of the tourist attractions are closed. Yeah. So it basically allows you to like access these attractions with like no crowds. No one's on the road too. So that's perfect for cruises. Mm-hmm. As stuff starts to open up too, um, you'll notice a lot more traffic too. Oh yeah, 100%. So yeah. yeah, I've also seen like a lot of people on like Instagram and stuff doing like the, the cruises and like the private meets. Yeah. So that's nice. At least there's like some light in the car community. Yeah. Um, I've attended some of them as well. So it's... It's a nice uh, refresher to see people and like see people you know and all that. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of like what's left of the season, I don't think we really have a season. I don't think... The season's cancelled, let's be yeah. honest. 
I don't think we're we're not gonna really see anything big, like any big shows. I think all these shows that are postponed as well, yeah, are probably just gonna be canceled. Yeah, exactly. Which is unfortunate, but like I said, like th- there's always meets that you could go to. There's always like cruise and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, with like a lot of stuff closed down. Yeah, there's a lot of locations too yeah. where you kind of host meets and stuff, and where you yeah. won't get into trouble. Mm-hmm. So that's always nice. We've also seen a lot a, a huge interest in uh, track events. Uh, I've personally. When I started looking at them, I saw a lot more people going out to those. A lot of people weren't interested in track events before, um, but now a lot of people are going to them. Yeah, that's, it's interesting because mm-hmm. like even last season too, you don't really see a lot of interest in track events. But I think it's because it's, it's kind of like the only thing you could do right now. Yeah. It's the only thing that's open. Mm-hmm. Um, these track events, they're also only for like participants, so you can't spectate. Yeah. Right? So it's only people, if you're a driver, you can have like maybe one person in the car with you. Yeah. It's super limited. Same with drift events too. I know like some of the drift events were canceled mm-hmm. earlier on. Yeah. But I think now they're happening. Um, but same thing here. It's no spectators. No spectators. Only drifters. Yeah. And I mean, they're doing it for a good reason, right? Yeah, exactly. So it kind of makes sense. I know a lot of people don't really like what they're doing, but there's a reason for it. Speaking of meets, I'm sure many of you have probably heard about this already. Happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm sure many have heard of Terry. It's the intersection where uh, Terry Fox and Britannia. Very hot spot for car enthusiasts to chill, relax, and talk to other people. Being that it was part of COVID, PO police actually shut down Terry and were literally giving COVID-19 self-isolating tickets, pretty much. And a lot of people are cheesed at the police for doing this, uh, saying that, you know, it's, 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 it's a shot at them at... Uh, people that are just chilling and don't really have anything to do with street racing, which they have a key point. But uh, then again, it is part of a pandemic and you kind of screwed it over for everyone. Yeah, I um, I don't really know what to say about that because it's like completely opposite of what they're trying to do. PL Police, they have this, um, it's like a project, they call it Project Erase. Mm-hmm. And basically they want to like get rid of all like the street racing and stuff. Um, I don't know what led them to believe that people at Terry are street racers mm-hmm. because they obviously aren't. If you've been there, you know that. But yeah, like the the whole street racing, like the runs and like the TO takeovers, it's kind of ruining it for everyone. And that's kind of what like caused this whole takedown at Terry that yep. night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I'm sure I can speak for both of us. We say we don't support like the runs or TO takeovers. Yeah. Obviously, we've seen the um, like their activities kind of spike in recent months since like everything's been shut down. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of ruining it for everyone. It's actually very shocking because whenever someone thinks about, uh, you know, car meets in general now, they think that it's 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 a, you know, gathering for the runs, uh, which it definitely is not, right? Um, we've seen this in the past. People have used Terry for meet, as a meetup spot for the runs, but it no longer is, right? How I see it is they're just trying to, you know, group everyone in one category and it's not right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, like, PL Police, they don't really understand this. Nope. They kind of see, like, street racers as, like, one big group of, like, car enthusiasts and, like, people who like doing street racing and, like, doing, like, TO takeovers and all that. Yeah. They don't really see, like, there's a difference between us and them. Exactly. So that's kind of what kind of led to this. And, like, even now, like, I think after that night, they're still kind of going out there. Mm-hmm. But, like, Terry's been, like, pretty dead after that. Yeah. No one wants a, a, a $800 ticket yeah. for just chilling, you know. So it's, I mean, I, I guess they, they kind of got their way. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I feel bad for that to Morton's because they lost a lot of business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was already bad enough for businesses, like, in general. And, yeah, they just lost a good chunk of their nighttime, uh, you know, business. Yeah. 
But yeah, one thing I noticed is that, like, even in that general area, like, people only go to the Terry, but people meet, like, in other plazas, too. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but, like, when I drive by sometimes at night, you see other, like, car enthusiasts and stuff in, like, adjacent parking lots and stuff. Yeah. So, people are still kind of gathering, but they're kind of staying away from that general area. Yeah. For some reason, that Tim Hortons is where the police tend to target. I know uh, when we used to go to, like, uh, Krispy Kreme, right? Uh, the cops never bothered us there. And I don't know. It's just something about Terry. Kind of, like, cops just want to, you know, get trigger happy, pretty much. Yeah, basically. But yeah, it's a sad situation. Uh, nothing we can do about it. And I would say anyone that, you know, listens to our podcast, stay away from Terry from now on, I guess. That's the only way that you can avoid, uh, you know, getting tickets. Yeah, moving on. Um, I think another victim that um, COVID-19 has taken is uh, AccuAir. So I don't know if you guys heard, but I think early on, yeah. probably like April, maybe. Yeah. They completely shut down all their operations. Yeah. Unfortunately... <clears throat> Not, uh, they're probably one of the first businesses to actually go out of business in the car industry that due to COVID-19 they claim bankruptcy I believe in April yeah I think it was, it was pretty early in like yeah. during the pan- pandemic yeah which was like in the earlier months uh, which was really surprising um, it really goes to show which businesses literally are like on the last leg of you know their profits it was really shocking to me because like Acura has been in business for like a long time i think like almost 20 years yeah very close right and i've seen like their products like a lot of like builds in toronto are sponsored by AccuAir. exactly right and you see it like in a lot of show cars and whatever mm-hmm. so i was surprised that they were i guess they weren't really that profitable in yeah. the be- beginning yeah so as soon as like things got shut down yeah. you know they couldn't really sustain themselves exactly i mean if anyone knows AccuAir, you know them for like you know their their high quality uh products there are other companies like Airlift and you know HydroAir that also make kits, but some of the best products that you can buy on in the industry is by AccuAir. And yeah, again, it really shocked me that shocked all of us honestly. Yeah. That they were going out of business, but at the same time, if and you know what, it's their prices were pretty high, and I get it that their you know stuff was really high quality, but kind of explains what happened. Yeah, in terms of like the competition, I don't know. I'm not like too familiar with how it stacks up against like other competitors, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know like the air suspension community in general. There's not many companies that really create a full-on air system, right? In terms of like the tanks, compressors, bags, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know Acura Air was like one of the biggest yeah. ones that I knew of, at least. But yeah, it, it kind of sucks. You know, that's one less company that you can work with i know they did a lot of sponsors yeah um in terms of like car shows and like car builds and stuff yeah but it is what it is i hate to say this but i i think that airlift's gonna be like the only big you know air ride company in the world right now and it's gonna be like that for a bit until covid kind of blows over but seeing accurate go down uh i i I mean they they're not gonna be the only ones but i can see air airlift right now just controlling the entire game yeah, they're definitely like one of the bigger guys mm-hmm. in the, like the car scene yeah. and like the air ride market. Yeah. So, it's good for them. They you know they're gonna grow from here. Yeah. But it's also it also means that you know you don't have any other options. Exactly. Right. Airless is probably like your best option right now, especially right. if you live in Canada. Yeah. Because it's available basically everywhere. I mean, they do have like universal kits, right? So anything that you wanna actually bag, it's possible. Yeah. But with the, the, issue, airlift. the issue is pricing for everyone, right? Yeah. Not everyone can afford to. Well. That's the thing. Acura really didn't affect the people that like were on a budget, right? People that went with Acura were kind of just people that wanted something, you know, certain for their car. 
Yeah, like money was really not like an exactly factor. Like if you go on Acura's website and you look at their bills, it's literally no no money left behind. Yeah, it's, it's not like cheap bills at all. Exactly yeah. right. So like the only people that are kind of getting you know screwed over in this situation are the people that really put money into their bills. And yeah, it's it's unfortunate that like you know mm. there's one less competitor. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see another air ride company uh, rise. Yeah, this. I can definitely see it happen in the next couple of years. But someone, a company, I mean, I'm reading the article and it says that they're just going into bankruptcy. It doesn't mean that they're going to be completely out of money. That means that they might get bought out. You know, someone might take the company and transform it into something else, right? If they decide to sell, but they just won't be able to actually um, sell anything anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. There's still some hope. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see like one of these, maybe yeah. like an coilover company or like wheel company or something buy it out exactly. and kind of revive it from there of course yeah all right so next up um we got some car news i mean over the past like couple months we haven't seen a lot of car news in terms of like new cars that are kind of enthusiast cars as well mm-hmm. um but one of the new cars like it kinda, i think it kind of slipped under the radar was the 2021 supra and i mean if for looks it looks exactly the same it doesn't look any different to me yeah, if you, if you were to see like the 2021 Supra and the 2020 Supra beside each other, you wouldn't even notice a difference. Of course. Exterior-wise, yeah. it's exactly the same, mm-hmm. but they made a lot of improvements on the interior, or I should say like mechanical side of it. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest improvements was the power. So I think the 2020 Supra made 335 horsepower uh, from stock. The new 2021 Supra now makes 382 horsepower, I believe. So a significant jump in power, uh, which is pretty good considering like I think the base price is the same mm-hmm. and this this car is like i think it's it'll be available this summer i believe yeah this is huge for like toyota especially because the car is only a year old and they're already making like these huge improvements and we all know that like obviously the toyota super is based off of z4 mm-hmm. so bmws are like known for understating their power yeah so i think on a dyno it probably make even more power to the wheels exactly which and is pretty crazy if you think yeah, about it yeah yeah and uh, i'm just reading up on this article a little bit and Obviously, uh, they have made modifications so that the car runs more efficiently. The main things that they've changed are like the strut towers uh, for the radiator. Uh, they kind of strengthened it. Uh, the new front and rear bump stops made them more adjustable and they updated the tune for the damping. So for those that don't know, a lot of these, especially the BMWs, they come with sport suspension. And it's really important for them to actually adjust it accordingly so that people are hap- happy with it, you know suspension wise and they've done a pretty good job to make sure that the car drives really really well yeah so it's minor improvements but mm-hmm. overall for yeah. a year old car it's pretty good on toyota yeah that they were able to up- update that much exactly and i think the newer models they also come with um new 19 inch wheels i yeah. believe so i think that's mm-hmm. like the only like um cosmetic difference between the two essentially all it, they've just you know adjusted the performance of the car so that you know it performs way way better the, this this is really beneficial to uh enthusiasts because a lot of people that buy these cars know what they're getting and they know that the toyota supra is really like you know fun car to drive and they know that it has a lot of like you know heritage to it so it's really awesome to see that toyota is really keeping up with the to- supra name and i look forward to what they do in the future yeah and one thing to know is that like i don't really see anything about a manual supra or a six-speed supra yeah i think toyota kind of promised that last year but mm-hmm. they haven't really updated that mm-hmm. statement yet yeah so it's kind of still in the air i don't think they'll they'll be making a manual supra 
And there's a reason why, because let's be honest, no one knows how to drive them anymore. Yeah, but I think the Z4 comes manual. Z4? So I don't think it'll be that hard to kind of It won't, but like build. The issue is how do they sell it, right? I mean, a lot of people still buy the uh, FRS or the yeah the GT86 as you know a manual, uh, which is fine. But the issue is this car would really need like drive t- train you know changes for it to work. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I see what you're saying um, because like BMWs like they have amazing automatic transmissions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this one is automatic or dual clutch. I know some of the like, the higher end ones come with dual clutch, yeah. but I know their automatic transmissions are like amazing. Yeah. So okay. I think in terms of performance, it definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you know, people are still gonna want the manuals. So definitely, I, have I don't one, know. If I want one deliver. manual to be honest. <laughs> yeah. We also have a highly anticipated competitor of the Supra. If you guys are aware, the new Nissan 400Z has been teased. Um, we don't have a lot of specs on it, but it's rumored to have the 3.0T from the Infiniti Q50 Red Sport and mm-hmm. Q60 Red Sport, yeah. which is a twin-turbo, three-liter engine mm-hmm. that makes 400 horsepowers. Now, this is, I mean, for us, it's really cool. I mean, you have the Q50, obviously, and you obviously you really like these cars. Me, in general, uh, I think it looks cool. It kind of looks like a Jaguar. Yeah, I see. I, I kind of see, like, a Fiat kind of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, I see Like I see it in, like, the front end and, like, yeah. the headlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of, like, the design, like, we're not, like, 100% confirmed on design yeah. but from what we see in rumors and stuff yeah. it's interesting i would say mm-hmm. let's, let's be honest though the 350 kind of needed a you know a redo oh yeah definitely the right? 370 370 yeah I mean. that, that car is like 10 years old now, yeah so it kind of makes sense why they're doing it and you know what if they if they perform to this level i mean in terms of designing i think it will sell pretty well oh yeah easily and like the i think the 370 right now you can get them for like 30k brand new mm-hmm. so I see this one kind of, they're definitely going to increase the price, starting yeah. price, mm-hmm. to kind of line up with like competitors and stuff. Yeah. But if, if like the base car comes with a, a 400 horsepower engine, mm-hmm. like that's huge yeah. for Nissan. Yeah. Like that's only 100 horsepower less than a GTR. It's basically a baby GTR. Yeah. But yeah. This if, if like all the rumors are true, this car is going to be like insane. And mm-hmm. I, I can see a lot of like car enthusiasts um, like snatching this up and just completely modifying it, tuning it, getting like the full yeah. power out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the twin turbo three liter engine um, from the Infinity lineup, it's it's actually quite popular right now because it's mm-hmm. like the first turbo engine from like Nissan. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and a lot of people have been playing around with like power, see how much power they can get out of it. Yeah, I think there's some tunes and like tuning companies out there that get like 500, 600 horsepower mm-hmm. of just a stock engine. Yeah, right. So it definitely has a lot of capabilities definitely and if this car if they price it right that's the thing if they price the car right yeah they're gonna sell so many of these yeah i i totally agree with this and another thing is also the visual as i said before if they end up you know bringing this concept to life and they they don't mess it up like toyota did with the supra i mean they i mean everyone has kind of you know gotten used to the, the supra now but when it first came out they everyone hated it because of how it looked it didn't look exactly like the concept right um if they can bring this into reality and it looks very very similar to the concept i think yeah again as you said it'll sell really really well yeah i i mean like we we talked about like the design it's interesting design but it still shares a lot of similarities with the 370 which i really like yeah i like that they're not like kind of pushing away from it no which is exactly all right so this podcast has kind of been all over the place we don't really have like a structure right now we're kind of just playing like keep up Mm -hmm. uh trying to like 
update you guys with what's been happening but over the past like couple months we've seen a lot of like builds kind of progress a lot yeah obviously because people are staying home now you know they have a lot of time on their hands exactly so we've seen like a lot of builds being completed a lot of like progression on a lot of like the people we know uh one car that i really like is mm-hmm. i shot I actually shot this car last week yeah it's uh the real canal sharma i don't know if you guys know him he's pretty well known in like the vq community in toronto at least mm-hmm. uh he just did a brand new wrap on his g37 mm-hmm. which is wide body it's on air ride he has some really nice bc forged wheels on it and he did like one of the biggest features of the car is the interior mm-hmm. so he did like fully custom upholstered interior he got these like brand new like brahm racing seats yeah they're like brand new for like 2020 yeah and like it's really interesting because these seats are like just on its own they're really nice they're like kind of fighter jet inspired yeah which is what he's going for um but he completely ripped up the seats he had a company rip up the seats and he did like all custom alcaterra lined and like blue trim and all that kind of stuff so it's really really cool and even like the interior he has like full custom carbon fiber steering wheel which is it's cool i think a lot of people are kind of like everyone's calling it a fighter jet steering wheel yeah because like it's not like a regular steering wheel it's kind of like a half cut steering wheel yeah so it's like a a gap at the top of it yeah so it's kind of like fighter jet inspired mm-hmm. um it there's a lot of like mixed reactions about it i think it's pretty cool it's really different which i think that's what he's going for yeah but yeah the interior is like insane like you have to see it in person i can't really describe it mm-hmm. like in person it's just crazy yeah and even like the the outside too like the new wrap he did i think i've never seen this wrap at any car and i think he said this wrap's been around for a while but it's like a nice indigo blue with like flakes in it yeah it's it's very like futuristic um build i mean in terms of vq uh, a lot of people end up just going the simple route you know bags and you know three-piece wheels that's it yeah i think he's really going above and beyond in terms of his build and he's doing something that no one else really really imagined to do um that's why i think one of his his build is one of the most unique i can't say i i kind of agree with the styling it's not me but you know what it looks very different yeah i think that's what i like about it like he didn't Mm -hmm. really follow like typical build sheet that a lot of people do Mm -hmm. he's not really like the average build of like a g37 or whatever Mm -hmm. he really put his own twist on the car exactly which makes it really stand out definitely but that but like to be fair like that's not what he's going for he really just built the car for himself you know a lot of the custom features he's done are really unique to himself like for example like his headlights i think he did them last year Mm -hmm. uh his projectors are etched with like a um, atomic kind of symbol mm-hmm. which kind of represents like his background because i think he he used to be a scientist or something like that yeah and i think he's he also has his company atomic coding yeah exactly so like that's kind of where it's going yeah and like really small details in the car like he i think his oil cap is has his name engraved on it yeah. which is really cool yeah um he has like carbon fiber accents everywhere like a lot of blue carbon fiber too so it's not like ebay carbon fiber like the typical parts you find online yeah these are all like custom carbon fiber laid parts and like i that's what i'm saying it's it's very unique of a build and he kind of you know doesn't really care what people think about it he just does what his own thing you know yeah exactly i think that that's what that's what i like about his build and like him as a person too he's really like just to himself he doesn't really care what people think all right moving on uh one of our really good friends isaac a really really you know different mark six uh gti it's obviously on air ride with lots of carbon fiber parts this year he went entire front end uh carbon uh swap pretty much and that includes the bumper and the the actual fenders as well which 
holy crap, when you look at it in person, you, you'll be able to see all of that carbon just sticking out. Really, really nice build. And it's very unique. You don't see any other Mark VI doing what he's doing right now uh, with the carbon fiber and everything. And yeah, kudos to him. Keep going, man. Yeah, and like in addition to like the really one of a kind builds, like he definitely like kind of lines up to that. Like, yeah, I think he's probably the first in, definitely the first in like Ontario, yeah, like the Toronto car culture, who's yeah. done like a full carbon fiber front end swap, yeah, which is really nice. I think his fenders, so they're actually wider. And that's why he had to relip his wheels. I think he's running like a square setup now and fitment's like spot on. Yeah. And I think his bumper was like custom carbon fiber overlay. Yeah. So a lot of custom work done on the car, like the whole front end from the grill. Yeah. I think he has eyelids and like the fenders, obviously hood and everything, carbon mm -hmm. fiber, which plays off really nice with like the paint, I should say too. Yeah. Cause like it's like a nice dark gray, Yeah. but it really complements like all, a, lot, a lot of the carbon fiber on it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I'm, like, even when he's rolling, it doesn't look like he's bagged. Like it looks like his car is literally static and i think he does he keeps his car pretty low and on purpose um because he like i believe in how you should drive it like how it is every single day and he's a prime example of it obviously he, he can go lower um but just how he's driving it like currently it looks freaking low yeah it looks really good like just rolling and even like air down stuff yeah it looks amazing and even like his front end like he has um like full carbon fiber yeah. lip and everything yeah like really kudos to him he did like a really good job on it mm -hmm. all right another car that i've been following lately is this 2020 is350 mm -hmm. and if anyone knows like i know you have an is obviously yes sir uh this is the newest one so this is the is350 f sport yes sir and like I, I don't know like what what's with lexus and their branding but like they have this whole f sport lineup yeah. but they have like different versions of it yeah so they have like f sport and f sport 2 f sport 3 mm -hmm. i don't know what's up with that but this is f sport 3 i don't know what the difference is yeah but it's just car... extra ex like parts you know yeah i guess yeah but the, the name is just weird yeah but yeah anyways this one it's a 2020 is350 and this car is bagged on work cranzies i think they're vishnu's i think that's what the owner says yeah and this thing is nice. Like, I think I followed him before. He had an older um, IS. I think it was an IS 300. Yeah. But this new one, it's like, like, the build is, like, so nice. It's red. It's bagged on, like, the wheels are, like, chrome. And he has, like, this new um, arrow kit on it, too. It's kind of paint matched to the body. Mm -hmm. It's a nice, simple build. But it's, like, it's, like, perfect, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the, the main thing with newer cars is you don't really have to do much in terms of, you know, modifications. Right? Like... You can literally get away with just bagging a car, throwing some three-piece wheels on it, and there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a lot of the, these new cars are up-to-date as it is in terms of performance. So you really don't have to touch them uh, as much. And I see where you're coming from. And, you know, I, me being in the, you know, IS350, having an IS350, I know that, like, these cars in general are already quick enough. Like, you really don't have to make them any faster. Yeah, and that, I, I guess that's kind of like the beauty of the newer cars. Yeah. Is that... the less is more i guess you could say yeah like randall said you d you don't really have to do much to these cars and that's what's kind of nice about like these newer cars that you see like i've seen a lot of like people bag newer cars mm -hmm. on just like some nice wheels three-piece wheels or whatever and it just looks good yeah. just like that just looks good how it is yeah and because it's so up to date no one has really seen this car i mean it's the same gen right as people have done with them um it's just that people aren't used to you know hot boy style on this car yeah you yeah know? exactly and i think that that's kind of what makes it like stand out so much exactly yeah all right moving on um 
one of really, really well-known builders in, in Ontario. I'm sure many have heard of him, Jagraj. He's known for his bagged Jeep Wrangler. Uh, that's also on, I think, 22s. Uh, I think the 24s. 24s. Yeah, 24s, Forgiados, I believe. Yeah, there, he's on 24-inch Forgiados. And he, he also did a Hemi swap. Yeah. So he's not essentially doing anything else to that build. What he ended up doing, though, was grabbing a Jeep Gladiator. And he's pretty much doing almost the same thing, but he's going lower. Yeah, so he's, he's basically yeah. doing... The same build he's done on the Jeep, yeah. on the new Gladiator, which is insane because that car is also brand new. Yeah, I think it just came out last year, and he got one like as soon as it came out. And he started yeah. working on it, like he already yeah. started chopping it up and everything. Yeah. Um, he has a YouTube channel, so if you're following that, you can see um, all the stuff he's done so far. Yeah, uh, but pretty much he has cut everything out so that he can dump that thing. And yeah, I believe. Uh, I think we were talking about this before we actually started recording. Uh, he's using Dodge Ram parts on it, and he's actually custom fabricating it so that it can fit that Jeep, pretty much. Yeah, he he's literally like like this is what a true car build is. He's literally taking apart the whole car mm-hmm. just to make it what he wants. Yeah, like if you watch his videos, you'll see he pulls out the full front axle, mm-hmm. full fabrication yeah. on suspension components, yeah. everything like that. Yeah, I think to this point he's aired out. He's bagged the the whole car is bagged. Yeah, basically, I think right now. The front is complete, so when he airs out, he's laying frame. Yeah. And zero camber, too, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, on a Jeep. Yeah. Zero camber, laying frame, and I think he's just over five feet in height. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, I'm just looking at some pictures. Uh, just recently, he's getting a custom fuel tank built for this Jeep. And pretty much, he's going to be building it so that he's not scraping it every time he bottoms out. Yeah, so basically, like, the lowest part on the car is going to be the frame. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he airs out, the frame is touching the ground. And, I mean, not a lot of people are a fan of slamming a Jeep in the first place. Yeah, I I know he definitely gets a lot of hate. Yeah, Like, you see it everywhere. He gets a lot of hate about the the Jeep Wrangler that he has right now. Yeah, and all I'm going to say is, holy crap, you're really going to hurt some feelings. (laughs) Yeah, and he's also, I think he's supercharging it, too. Yeah. So he's going to be supercharging the stock engine, which definitely a one-of-one build which i really like about his builds yeah but yeah that's a another one-off build that like no one really does or really talks about but that's why we kind of recognize him because he's like one of the only people that you know really modifies jeeps like that where they're like you know on the ground pretty much yeah in terms of like any cars in general like Mm -hmm. his wrangler is like literally one of one he's touched every single portion component on that car yeah so I know a lot of people in Toronto are excited to see what he's going to be doing with the Gladiator. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, we really appreciate you guys for you know listening and coming back and you know giving us support for this uh, podcast. Definitely do you know subscribe to it on uh, Spotify. Make sure you guys you know are notified every single time. Make sure that you know you're also notified on our Instagram, you can, uh, Northside at Northside Whips. Definitely go on Instagram and you know uh, turn your notifications on. And if anyone has any questions or has any topics or anything that they want to suggest, definitely hit us up through our email, northsidewebsite@gmail.com, or you can also uh, DM us on Instagram. 
Yeah, I know like this podcast, uh, first one being back in like a couple months now, it's been all over the place. Yeah. But I think we're going to be starting up now with uh, weekly uploads. Yeah. So if you guys want, if you guys want to send us any stuff, like Ryan just said, yeah. definitely do that on Instagram. We'll be bringing back some of the old segments that we've had, yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as with the Q&A as well. Exactly. So we're really going to be pushing the Q&A because as you guys can see, there are no car shows. And our, a really big thing for us last year, what people really liked, was us talking about car shows. And unfortunately, we lost that this year. RIP to all the car shows. But yeah, um, we really depend on you guys to give us questions and topics that we can you know, discuss. And we can take the, uh, this podcast to the next level. But yeah, thanks again for listening and coming back to Modified Lifestyle. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.